Good morning, church. So good to be with you. For those that, of you that have been traveling, welcome home. And we still have, have some that are traveling, and so we pray that uh, they will return home safely. And tomorrow begins the first day of school for many of you. Yay, yay. public school. Oh, oh, yay, parents. Yeah, yeah, yay, parents. <laughs> Amen. All right. Uh, this morning, uh, we conclude our series in the Gospel of John. And so if you have your Bibles, would you turn with me to John chapter 6? And we're going to begin this morning in verse 1. John chapter 6, beginning in verse 1. And this is the word of the Lord. Listen carefully. It says this. Sometime after this, Jesus crossed to the far shore of the Sea of Galilee, that is the Sea of Tiberias, and a great crowd of people followed him because they saw him, saw the, saw the signs he had performed by healing the sick. Then Jesus went up on a mountainside and sat down with his disciples. The Jewish Passover festival was near. And then when Jesus looked up, and saw a great crowd coming toward him. He said to Philip, one of the disciples, where shall we buy bread for these people to eat? Jesus asked this only to test him, for he already had in mind what he was going to do. Philip answered him, it would take more than half a year's wages in order to buy enough bread for each one to have a bite. Another one of his disciples, Andrew, Simon Peter's brother, spoke up. And he said, here, here is a boy with five small barley loaves and two small fish. But how far will they go among so many? Jesus said, have the people sit down. There, were there was plenty of grass in that place, and they sat down. About 5,000 men were there. Jesus then took the loaves, gave thanks, and distributed to those who were seated as much as they wanted. He did the same with the fish. When they had all had enough to eat, listen carefully, he said to his disciples, gather the pieces that are left over. Let nothing be wasted. So they gathered them and filled 12 baskets with the pieces of the five barley loaves left over by those who had eaten. After the people saw the sign that Jesus performed, they began to say, surely this is the prophet who is to come into the world. This is one of my favorite uh, miracles in uh, the Gospel of John. This miracle, the feeding of the 5,000 plus, is actually in all four Gospels. It's in Matthew, Mark, Luke, and here in John. And so it's a very important, very critical miracle. And so this morning, I just want to share some observations with you. 
And so John chapter 6 begins with Jesus in a boat, and he's traveling to the far side of the Sea of Galilee. And a crowd of people are following him, but they're following him on foot. And they make it to where Jesus will be when he uh, sails to the far side of the Sea of Galilee. And so there's a great crowd of people, and Jesus has compassion on these people, and Jesus begins to minister to these people. The Bible says there's 5,000 men there. I wish they would have counted the women and children. Some scholars say that if we counted men, women, and children, that there could have been as close to maybe 15, 20,000 people there. Imagine um, the Stan Sheriff Center. Anybody been to the Stan Sheriff Center? Yeah, it, it fits about eight, 9,000 people. Imagine 20,000 people, two times the Stan Sheriff Center. Anyone been to a high school or a college graduation in Hawaii? Imagine that amount of people, that kind of crowd. 15, 20,000 people there. And so it's getting late in the day. And the people are tired and hungry. And the question is, what to do? What to do? Well, some of his disciples, they say this. They, they suggest this to Jesus. They say, send them away. Send them away. Send the people away. Let them go fend for themselves. Send them away. In fact, take a look at what it says in Matthew chapter 14, verse 15. It says this. As evening approached, the disciples came to him and said, there is a remote place, and it's, this is a remote place, and it's already getting late. Send the crowds away so, they be, so that they can go to the villages and buy themselves some food. Send them away. Send the people away. Send them to go and fend for themselves. Send them away. But here's the problem. Jesus is not a send them away kind of Lord. In fact, all through the Bible, God calls us, the people of God, to be a welcome them and take care of them kind of people. Listen to what Moses says to the people of God in Deuteronomy. This is what Moses says he says this about God. He says, God defends the cause of the fatherless and the widow and loves the foreigner residing among us. And then he says this. He says, and you, you people of God, are to love those who are foreigners. For you yourselves were foreigners in Egypt. Over and over again, God calls his people to be welcome them and take care of them kind of people. As Christians, as followers of God, as believers, we are not send them away kind of people. We do not have a send them away kind of heart. 
As followers of Christ, instead, we are a welcome them and take care of them kind of people. We have a welcome them and take care of them kind of heart. And so send them away is not an option for Jesus. It's not a suggestion that Jesus is willing to entertain. And so what do they do? Well, Jesus turns to Philip and he says to Philip, where shall we buy bread for these people to eat? And Jesus, uh, Philip, one of the disciples, he does some rough calculations. I guess he's pretty good in math and he's like, oh man, we're short. We don't have enough money. We can't feed all these people. And so he says to Jesus, Jesus, sorry to be the bearer of bad news, but we don't have enough money. It's a lack of money problem that we have. Well, Andrew, one of the other disciples, he speaks up and says, hey, Jesus, here's a young boy. Look, he has a sack lunch. Look, a happy meal. Let me look inside. Shucks. Just five loaves of bread. Just two small fish. Never mind. I'm sorry I bothered you. That will do nothing in the midst of this crowd of people. The disciples are focused on their circumstances. Some say, send them away. One says, it's a lack of money problem. Another says, it's a lack of resources problem. They're all focused on their circumstances. And they're all allowing their circumstances to define them, to demoralize them, to defeat them. And I think this is a good reminder for us to fix our eyes on Jesus. Here I'm reminded that sometimes when we're in the midst of circumstances that we need to step back and take our eyes off our circumstances and fix our eyes on Jesus, the author and perfecter of faith. And some of you are going through circumstances in life right now. And you're beginning to allow your circumstances to define you, to demoralize you, to defeat you. Don't do it. Refuse to allow your circumstances to define you, to demoralize you, and to defeat you. Take your eyes off your circumstances and instead fix your eyes on Jesus, the author and perfecter of faith. And so all eyes are on Jesus. And what does Jesus says next? He says, have the people sit down. And so the people, they sit down in groups. They sit down in huddles. They sit down in groups. And then Jesus says, bring me that, that happy meal, that sack lunch, the, the, the five loaves and the two fish. And Jesus takes the five loaves and the two fish. And he gives, gives thanks. A great reminder for us. 
instead of grumbling and complaining about what we don't have, maybe we should give thanks for what we do have. And so Jesus gives thanks. And then the food distribution begins. Jesus feeds all 5, 10, 15, 20,000 of them, and they all have more than enough to eat. I love this miracle. This miracle starts with a boy with a sack lunch, a happy meal, five small loaves and two small fish in the hands of the Savior. Love this miracle. I think the lesson for us is this. You humbly offer up your little and let God take care of the miracle. You humbly offer up your little, your five small loaves and two small fish, and you let God take care of the miracle. I would say that we are a five small loaves and two small fish kind of church. We're a small church. We're a young church. In fact, just this month, we'll make three years old as a church. We are a five small loaves and two small fish kind of church. But here's the thing. Although we are a five small loaves and two small fish kind of church, we don't let that define us. That is never an excuse for us. We don't use our smallness and our youthfulness as an excuse. We don't say, oh, but we're too small as a church. Oh, but we're too young as a church. Oh, but we don't have much resources as a church. Oh, but all we have is a happy meal. But all we have is five small loaves and two small fish. No, we don't use any of that as an excuse. I love that we don't use our smallness and our youthfulness as an excuse. Instead, time and time again, we say, Lord, we humbly offer up our five small loaves and two small fish to you. Listen to some of the five small loaves and two small fish that we've humbly offered to the Lord these past three years. We've helped homeless families We have foster children living in our homes, receiving love and hope and belonging. We've given generously so that teachers in our community are blessed with classroom supplies. We've even sent a missionary to serve God in Thailand for a year. We've invested in youth. We met each other's needs. We sponsor children living in poverty. We've donated school supplies to children in, um, in the foster care system. We've given financially to support a nonprofit here in Hawaii that rescues girls ensnared in human trafficking. We've donated microwave ovens, toiletry, and bedding to a transitional shelter for the homeless right here in Barber's Point. We fed the underserved during Christmas. We spread Christmas cheer to veterans at the VA. We've hosted bingo with seniors in the nursing home. We volunteered in school cleanups and beautification projects. I love that we don't use our smallness and youthfulness as an excuse. Instead, time and time again, we say, Lord, we humbly offer up 
are five small loaves and two small fish to you. You all are amazing. I love our church. And my prayer is that we will always be a church that says, we humbly offer up our five small loaves and two small fish to you. You humbly offer up the little and let God take care of the miracle. So well over 5,000, 10, 15, maybe even 20,000 people have been fed. And something very interesting happens. Take a look at this. In verse 12, Jesus says, Gather the pieces that are left over. Left over. Gather the pieces that are left over. Let nothing be wasted. And so the disciples, they gather up all these pieces of leftovers. Twelve baskets, large baskets, full of leftovers. Now, Jesus has already fed 5, 10, 15, 20,000 people. We could stop there, and that's an amazing miracle in itself. But Jesus says, gather up the leftovers. And so what's this business with leftovers? How many of you eat leftovers? Almost all of us. Some of us. So snob, I know like eat leftover, yeah? Yeah, most of us. Well, how many, or maybe a better question. How many of you like to eat leftovers? No way. <laughs> I'm surprised. You all like to eat leftovers? Wow, that is amazing. I don't really like to eat leftovers, <laughs> but i Chinese and I cannot afford not to eat leftovers. <laughs> What's this business with leftovers? I think there's an important lesson here. I think the miracle of the feeding of the masses, the feeding of the people, the feeding of the 5, 10, 15, 20,000, that's for the people. That's the miracle of the feeding of the masses. But this, the miracle of the leftovers, I think that's for the disciples. I think it's an important lesson for the disciples, and the lesson is this. I will always take care of you. We cannot outgive God. God is a generous God. He's not a stingy God. He's not a scarce God. God is a generous God. God owns the cattle on a thousand hill. God is a generous God. God is not a stingy God. We cannot outgive God. And I think the lesson for us is this when we offer up our little, when we offer up our five small loaves and two small fish, when we offer up our lives in service to God and to others, which we all signed up for when we became a Christian, when we offer up our lives in service to God and to others, our needs will be met. The Lord will take care of us. The miracle of the leftovers. I 
will always take care of you. Some of us, including myself, we don't like to eat leftovers. The rest of you, good job. Um, I have a challenge for us as a church. For the month of August, I want to encourage you to take home your leftovers. I want you to teach your children to take home leftovers. When I'm in restaurants, my wife and I, 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 I always look, on, and, and when, peop, uh, when a, a family stands up, I, I see tons of leftovers, and, and my heart breaks, and I'm ready to ask for a box so I can box up their leftovers for me. And so don't waste anything, Jesus says. Do not waste anything. So gather up the leftovers. And then I want you to do this. Just as a reminder that God will always take care of our needs, I want you to do this. I want you to, as you heat up and get ready to eat your leftovers, pray this prayer and teach your children to pray this prayer. And the, It's a very simple prayer, maybe something like this. Lord, thank you for these leftovers. A reminder that you will always take care of me. The miracle of the leftovers. I will always take care of you. Amen.